readings, I wanted to use the uh, first reading and the gospel this weekend to preach on both the value of human reason, uh, but also its limitations. The value of human reason, but also its limitations. So first, in praise of human reason. Clearly, uh, God created us with this incredible capacity to think, to know, to believe things, to seek out the truth of things. That this is an incredible gift. And I see the, the gospel in this gospel today, Jesus praising that enterprise, us thinking through aspects of both our practical and our spiritual life. Right? We don't leave the human mind at the door right? when we have faith. Right? He gives these two examples. He says, what builder right, starts a project um, but doesn't, doesn't know that he has the means or the resources necessary to finish it? Right? You occasionally see these buildings that started construction and clearly like the person ran out of money uh, in the middle of construction. Right? He's invoking that kind of image that surely you wouldn't do something like that or you wouldn't prefer to do something like that. You'd make sure you have all the, the ducks in a row right before you launch a project. And then he invokes another image. He says, what kind of general goes into battle when he clearly knows he's going to get trampled and doesn't spare his troops by, by raising the white flag of surrender? I love these two little parables because I often invoke them in spiritual counsel with people who believe that to Jesus or to trust God with your future means like leaving your mind behind. Like, God will take care of that. Like, I don't have to do my part. And I often invoke these principles, the, the, this passage. It's like, no, no, no. Jesus says, think about it. Plan. Prepare. Right? Somebody, uh, parishioner here, and I, I might have said this before, I can't remember, but parishioner uh, gave me this image once. They said, I like to think of it that all of our plans have to be written in pencil not in permanent marble. I really love that image, right? Jesus wants us to plan. He says in this, this gospel would be a foolish general or builder who did not plan and prepare for what was about to come, right? It would be foolish. And he wants us to plan and prepare, but that always has to be in pencil, right? Because it's possible that God reveals something new or that the, the circumstances demand that we we move in a different direction, right? And so we don't set our future in permanent marker. We set it in, print, in pencil, but we set it nonetheless. We prepare and plan with the mind that God entrusted to us. In this particular uh, gospel, what he's actually calling foolish as a disciple is not taking stock of what is actually required to be his disciple. I remember when I was uh, growing up in tennis, I had a great coach, uh, private coach that is from Toledo uh, at Shadow Valley. And we would sit down every six months and we'd plot out what my goal was at the end of the six months, ranking and achievements. Um, but then we would set out what is required to get there. How much practice, right? How many days a week do you need to play? What do you gotta do in terms of of nutrition and in terms of exercise to get there. 
right? That's what Jesus is saying in the gospel. You want to be my disciple, but you think you can be attached to all sorts of other things more than me? You think you can be my disciple and you're not going to carry your crosses like me? You're foolish. You have no clue. You haven't reasoned with your mind about what it takes to get there. You want to achieve this kind of excellence in the spiritual life and in the moral life, but you haven't thought about what it would take, the steps that it would take, the incremental steps that it would take to get there. And so I want to just offer the gospel as Jesus praising, right, the gift of our minds, and that our minds are involved in all sorts of parts of the religious life, right? They not only can predispose us to faith, that's a different homily, they not only can, we have to use our mind in scrutinizing and assessing whether somebody that speaks for God is a credible supernatural messenger, right? That's probably a different homily too, right? We have to use our mind uh, making connections and thinking about the relationships in the different aspects of faith that God's, God's revealed. That's a different homily. But he also today is praising that our mind is to be involved in uh, the spiritual life in taking an honest assessment of what it means to be his disciple and how we might get there. The first reading, on the other hand, shows of human reason as it pertains to God. That faith goes beyond reason. It doesn't contradict it. If God created the human mind, God also revealed himself in the biblical message. But sometimes we can't see fully, right? So uh, the book of wisdom says, who in the world can know what the Lord intends? Who can read the mind of the Lord? Right? And we hear this echoed in Isaiah when Isaiah says, Right? Your thoughts are, are more than my thoughts. Right, Your ways are beyond my ways. We hear it echoed in, the, in Job chapter 28, right, where God says to Job, like, were you there when I created the foundations of the world? You think you're going to understand the mystery of human suffering, but you have no clue of the totality and the immensity of what I've created. We hear this echoed that, listen, we can understand some things about what God revealed, but we're probably not going to see the full picture. And so some things will remain, right, a mystery to us, difficult for us to grasp. There's lots of images people have given for this. I think I've invoked here before William James, the pragmatist philosopher. He compared us trying to understand the providence and purposes of God to a dog trying to understand what is going on in a library. He says the dog can see all of these words. If you open some books, right, they can see the words and, and so on. But they have no clue how to interpret, right, the book. Right? If your dog can interpret books, you got a heck of a dog, right? Right, they have no clue of, they can see parts, right, but they don't understand the whole. William James compared that to us trying to understand, right, the purposes and the providence of God. Right? Others have compared it to seeing one part of a painting in isolation and wondering what in the world is going on here and not seeing it in its totality. A final image I actually love from Deacon Justin's homily in uh, early August. He quoted the Catholic writer Peter Kreef. Peter Kreef says, if you want to go swimming in the ocean, reason is like the car that can drive you to the ocean side. 
but it can't jump in. At least it shouldn't jump in. You have to get out of the car and jump. The car, the car is like reason. It can take you so far. But if you want to have faith, if you want to trust God, if you want to swim in the adventure that is God's love, you have to jump in. There's no replacement for that. That's faith. That's, it's not irrational. It's, it's jumping into the arms of someone you trust, but it's jumping nonetheless. It's taking a leap. And that's what I love. Every, every Mass we celebrate, it's renewing our commitment to take that leap into God's arms. We approach for Holy Communion in, in a mystery that is very difficult for us to grasp. It certainly goes beyond human reason. You're telling me that this bread and wine becomes the body and blood of our Lord and Savior. Yes, that goes beyond human reason. But you know what? I believe it because I trust you and I believe you told us that and the church has preserved that. And so I leap into that, trusting that your word is trustworthy. I leap into it. And so we recommit ourselves in faith every time we gather here. We say, you know what? I understand some things about God, but some of the great mysteries of God, the mysteries of our faith, the mystery of human suffering, right? The mystery of the, the suffering that's going on in our own personal lives right now. Who can grasp the mind of the Lord? As our first reading says. And so we constantly leap in an act of faith into the arms of the one who says he loves us. And so I think... Um, our uh, first reading and gospel today give us a really healthy Christian perspective on both the value, the goodness of human reason, how we're meant to use it, right, in, in, in the spiritual and moral life, as well as in our thinking about the faith, but also reminds us that the human mind is finite. It can't totally grasp the infinite nature of God, and it requires the act of faith to constantly make that decision to leap into God's arms. And let's do that as we enter into this Mass today and receive Him.